Welcome to Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish. I'm here with Ryan McDowell. We are catching up on things. You are probably listening to this. Uh, we're going to release this episode on 427. So it's uh, it's just after the NFL draft, but we're recording it before the NFL draft. Just just uh, it's coming. It's really close for us. But you already know what happened if you're listening. So uh, I wish I knew what happened. I know. I <laughs> wish I knew what happened too. Imagine that. That'd be that'd be advantageous to know everything. <laughs> uh, we've uh, become known for our commissioning, so we uh, made this podcast where we help commissioners uh, go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas, tons of awesome stuff. If you have stuff you want to send us, commishpod at gmail.com. Now, on to the show. Ryan, we usually start this show off with something out there that I've seen or, uh, or uh, I don't know. Um, there's lots of stuff we start with this show. Not usually the questions, though. But where I'm going to start today is, first off, if you go to commishpod.com, which is where we have our you know our episodes, there is an episode guide there now. Mm, yeah, nice. commishpod.com. It's right on the page. Click, click on the episode guide, and you can see what's in each episode. So if you're looking for something in particular, you can go to that page and uh, try to find it. Um, it's it's up to date and, and pretty organized, which is, uh, which is pretty awesome. Uh, okay. So Ian Harditz tweeted something. I don't remember if I got tagged or if he tagged me in it. Um, Ian Harditz with Rotor world. Uh, he tweeted something along the lines of the NFL should have a lineal champ belt. that can be won or lost after any regular season game. And I thought to myself, that would be kind of awesome to have in a fantasy league. Um, obviously after the first season, basically the champion would own it. Cause you know, no matter who beat who along the regular season, um, the, the champion probably the champion of the league in the playoffs probably owns it after, you know, wins, loss, whatever, or right. however you want to do it. But eventually if it's in year one or year two, you would get down to one belt. Uh, and, and basically you know, Ryan could have the belt. He could be a, you know, three win, three, and oh, whatever. He loses to a person that that person's got the belt. Doesn't matter if they're, they were, they're one and two or one and three at the time. They have the belt because, you know, it transfers on a win loss versus the team who has the belt. You could even start your league out by saying this random team has the belt. They get to start with it. I don't care how you do it. I just think it's a kind of, kind of a cool idea. And I think it's cooler to make it regular season only and not playoffs because other if you do playoffs then eventually the champ is just going to own the belt at the end of every year um i think it's yeah what do you think <laughs> it's an interesting idea I, I like the regular season only part yeah uh, i don't want to track for a commissioner though this is this is like i have one or two leagues and i'm, I'm commissioner of my home league maybe throw it in there kind of thing yeah yeah i don't know i don't know who has it now yeah, if, yeah. If, uh, I don't know who would have it now in the NFL. Uh, since you know what? Some, yeah, someone actually figured it out, and I, I think that they, I think they figured out it was the Ravens. Um, that's but somebody I, tracked it back yeah, to year yes, one. Yep. Someone. I. This I, is, I, this is quarantine life, right? In, in the thread. In fact, I actually have it right here. Um, they, yes, they tracked it, but they included playoffs. So the chiefs have it now, but through week 17, the Ravens had it. 
That's and then, crazy. And then the Titans had it in the divisional round, and then the Chiefs got it back in the conference round and the cha- Super Bowl. So, um, wow. But yeah, someone did do it. Uh, but I just thought that was interesting. So if your league is interested in having a title belt, maybe just regular season only, and it, it gets passed on by wins and losses. I mean, like you could have like a 12-win team in the last week of the season, lose it to a two-win team, and then the two-win team has the championship belt going into the next year. I just think that's a kind of a fun idea. Yeah. Okay. I like it. All right. All right. What's What's the benefit of the of holding the belt? I have no idea. I honestly don't know. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, someone creative could could think of something. Um, I'm probably not going to be that person. I because I don't know that I might put it in one of my leagues and I'll I'll see what I think about it. Um, uh, Tom Burrows, uh, FF underscore Tom B. Uh, you probably know him, Ryan. I um, do. He's a he's he's a DLF friend. Yeah, so he he decided to put one of these in his league, and basically, um, the person with the belt every week they have the belt. Uh, they uh, it's a ten dollar game uh, where the loser has to pay the winner ten uh, the the winner ten dollars. The champion the the champion holder doesn't have to pay any money, but the contender if they lose has to pay ten dollars. So that's a benefit to holding the belt. Um, that's interesting. And does that it goes directly to the winner or it goes so, to a pot? It, I uh I already closed it, but although there it is. Um it looks like it goes to a pot. Mm. But I suppose you could do it either way, right? So yeah. um next question uh from JP Hurley, who we know from Dynasty Trade Calculator on Twitter. Uh, if your league votes to make an adjustment to starting lineups, they're adding a wide receiver. Should the change take effect this season, or should there be a year allowed for teams to prepare for the adjustment? We talk with Superflex and stuff like this that we like to say, make the decision in January, hold a draft, do a year, hold another mm-hmm. draft, and then the change is in full effect. Um, this one's interesting to me. I'm adding it in here because all they're doing is adding one wide receiver spot. Like, yeah, I think I think I could go the other way with that, or yeah. or even adding a flex. In fact, I have I have made made that type of change to my own leagues, yeah. adding a flex or adding a wide receiver spot. Um, I, I've made those changes, those lineup changes, uh, just in the off season, it, multiple times. Of course, the change to. Superflex is a much bigger deal, and and I yeah. agree with you on that. Uh, that you you need to give a year. Um, if I would I would agree, or I would go that same way. If you're going from one tight end to two, something like right. that. Uh, but just adding a wide receiver or adding a flex, uh, I think you can just roll with it. Honestly, yeah, I think it's league dependent. I think you can roll with it. I think it's all like you absolutely can do it if you give the year to adjust. Like a hundred percent of the time, you can do that. Um, the I, I think just the question is if your if your league is cool with it, I think you can definitely make that adjustment yeah. for an upcoming year. Because in a dynasty league, you likely have several wide receiver, especially if it's just a flex. Um, <laughs> you you probably already have your team set up. 
to handle that kind of, you know, adding a flex. Adding a wide receiver is a little rougher, but I still think you can do it. Um, but, you know, best the best plan is always to, to allow that year to adjust. But I just thought that was interesting. Um, still not getting to the questions, Ryan. It's all uh, right. We got things to do. I talked to my brother. Apparently that league still is going on where they just have a start. All they have is a starting lineup and one IR spot, which is for um, bi-week players or injured players. And he said they, they do the, the live um, – it, it is a free agent auction uh, every, uh, every Wednesday at that bar. But people don't go every week because they don't need to make, make trans- transactions every week. But if you want to change up your team, you have to go, which is really interesting. So, like, if you can't make it a Wednesday, you are stuck with your team for that week, which it's just – that's just – crazy to me i love it 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 is very old school now this this is the league that came from the discussion uh it it was a question and then it was me suggesting uh, what if you had to start everybody on your roster basically and and how what that would result in and it would be dropping good players it would be not carrying injured players really at all no matter how good they are so your your brothers that league is still going and they still have going. one one IR spot, one IR spot okay. for a buy or an injured guy. Okay, so you get you get one you get one mulligan each each week. Yep, but. yep. And I I think and I kind of got the impression from him because he says he doesn't he doesn't always he doesn't always go down for him that there's like a common mentality in the league that sometimes you're just gonna have zeros. You know, like yeah. If you if you're busy, you're like you know you're gonna have zeros, but maybe maybe the guy you're playing again against is the same way that week. That they I just love that know. I love that they have to like. Do they is this online at all? Are they just you have to you can't go to MFL or CBS and pick up a player. You have to go. It is online. To the bar on it is night. online, and I believe it is ESPN. But I'm I'm not positive of it. But I'm almost po- I'm pretty sure it is online. But it's all locked. <laughs> you That's have great. to go to the bar to make those <laughs> make those moves. So um, if if you have a close knit group of friends in an area, it's it's interesting. A uh, couple other things here. I got asked to look into collusion in a league this morning, and I added oh, okay. it when I saw it. Um, cause it, I have seen this before and this is the most hilarious version of it I've ever seen. So, uh, this morning, I think it was this morning, maybe it was yesterday morning. So I've seen it where a guy will offer the same trade to everyone in the league. Like, sure. like right before a startup. Yeah. You, you say, sure. You've seen it too. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and then a guy who got that offer and is aware that it went to multiple people undercuts him. And sends a slightly better offer to everyone in the league. Okay. So what I saw this morning was a version was that followed by a third guy doing it, followed by the first guy undercutting that guy. So four straight undercuts of transactions, trade offers to the entire league. Wow. So no, no collusion then. Oh no, no collusion. And I, I looked at the four guys and I'm like, I, I can't see anything here. I just, it's just, it's just what we've seen before with the, you know, offer all the trade offer to everybody in the league. And maybe a guy does the same in undercuts only with three different people in, and four sets of offering the entire league. I thought it was pretty funny. 
But I just wanted to mention that on here. That is it's, funny. That's crazy. Um, oh, boy. All right, let's get to some emails. How's that sound, Ryan? We're 12 minutes in. I guess we should do that. All right. So uh, there's a guy, Jim, wanted to respond to our tanking email response, or okay. ta- to our tank- tanking email. Uh, hey, Scott and Ryan. Love that you guys have been doing more episodes lately. However, on episode 42 from today, April 20th, so two days ago, that's oh, how wow. caught up we are, Ryan. It's it, it really is a good feeling after yeah. being months and months and maybe years behind. <laughs> yes, we, we have caught up. You read an email from Chris from Delaware who described a punishment he gave someone for tanking. Both of you said how much you loved it and how you thought Chris's punishment was completely fair. I was very confused because this commissioner very clearly states that prior to the person tanking, the league did not have anti-tanking rules in place in the bylaws, whatever. He then states that he, quote, came up with the punishment on the spot. So first of all, uh, I don't blame the league member for leaving the league instead of accepting illegitimate punishment, et cetera, et cetera. Here's a huge difference here, uh, Jim. Tanking since the beginning of fantasy is universally known as against the rules, even if it's not in your bylaws. There, there are some things that are just universal. My, my five years dead dog, I could un, unearth him today and ask him, is tanking okay in fantasy leagues? And he'd be like, no. <laughs> and then he'd like go back to his grave or whatever. Because everyone knows. It's a universal constant. The The thing you need in your bylaws is if tanking is allowed, you need to specifically state that. Otherwise, tanking is not allowed in fantasy leagues. It's just known. That's 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 why with that specific one, we said, you know, we a lot of times say if it's, you know, you, you got to have these things in your rules. But that specific one, tanking is a universal constant wrong uh, against the rules thing. Um, and I'm going to guess we also probably said we thought it was, you know, a good punishment idea for people to put in their leagues. But I, I don't remember exactly. But just touching on the tanking thing, it's universally known as against the rules. That That's not one you absolutely have. Ryan, you're nodding. You want to chime in? Yeah, I was just going to – it makes me think of baseball. You know, they talk about the unwritten rules of baseball. And, and that's that's kind of what I think about with this. It's, it's just a, an assumed thing. Yeah, if it was if it was something different, uh, your your argument would be would make you know your argument would I'd be like yeah we probably should but with tanking tanking is just universally known it's against the rules and sometimes you like if you don't have a punishment in place you need to figure out a punishment for because you can't just sit and let someone do sit and let someone tank and then just completely get away with it. That's unfair to all the other members who know universally that tanking is against the rules. They played by, they, they played knowing it. They, they didn't, they didn't tank. So uh, it's, it's just one of those that it's absolutely known. Um, <laughs> almost any other rule I could say, I, I get it, but with tanking, it's just, that's just universally known. Um so I have a whole bunch of week 17 ideas here, Ryan. Should we go over those quickly and call it a day and go to other emails? Or do you want to just do other emails now? Um, let's, let's do some emails. Yeah. It feels like we didn't do many emails in this one. So let's, I think we've done one. Yeah. We did exactly one email. Let, let me read one, Scott. Yes. Uh, all right. This is from Ryan. Ryan says, Hey, love the pod. 
Commission Possible has helped me a tremendous amount with running my leagues. One question, I couldn't get off-season fab waivers to pass uh, with a minority vote, so we're going to have a free agent draft after a rookie draft. Should the free agent draft be linear like the rookie draft, or should the free agent draft be snake? Uh, I thought I thought you guys had advocated for linear in the past, but on your last episode, you mentioned snake is the way to go. Mm. Uh, I don't yep. No, no, no. I know what he's talking about. It was the guy with the unique league with the three tribunal and they cut 10 yes. players. And that's, that's why we said it was probably because in, in shell in keeper leagues, it's generally okay to go snake for veteran drafts. Um, keeper leagues. It's common to go snake in veteran drafts um, in a normal dynasty league. I don't think I'd recommend snake, but in that, in that specific guy's email where they're cutting 10 players, um, I, I, and he wanted to go linear for one and snake for the other. Okay. You know, if we're if we're choosing, given it was a keeper league that that guy that Jason I believe was talking about, I would go linear for the rookie and snake for the the vets. But in general, in dynasty leagues, uh, linear for for both, right, Ryan? Linear for yes, yeah, linear for both, yeah. If you're doing separate rookie and free agent, do linear for both. If you're combining them, linear. Um, it was just that specific guy's email because he had it was it was more of a keeper league than a dynasty league, and also it seemed like he wanted one of the two to be snake and one of the two to be linear. So that's that's kind of how we helped him out there, and and we didn't really help him. We just kind of commented on what he said or what he had. Um. Yeah, so we got that. There we go. Dominic in New Jersey. All right. Oh, man. We actually have – we're only 18 minutes in, Ryan. That's pretty good. <laughs> Dominic in New Jersey, Jersey says, Hello, Scott and Ryan. Thanks for the informative shows and especially the good work you do throughout the fantasy community. Here's my league idea. If it has already out there, I apologize. It is a salary cap league. Only it is not based on arbitrary number of contracts you sign your players to. Instead, the cap is the same number as the NFL cap for that season. Okay. And the salaries are based on the cap hit of each player, each of the players on your roster. Okay. Of course, it would be super flex, but with the salary aspect, you would not have people hoarding quarterbacks since they wouldn't be able to fill out their roster. Even in the startup, you would have to draft based on how much space you have left under the cap. I also think it would change the values in trades as you would have to consider salaries, not just player for player when making trades. Well, that's true in all salary cap contract leagues. Yes. Um, for instance, with the new contract given to CMC, you may want to trade him for, say, Miles Sanders. So you have to keep up with every every one of the NFL's contracts. This is an intense league. Oof, I like it. Wow. I, yeah, I like it. It's just, woof, that sounds like a ton of work. This this also means each offseason you would have to make room under the cap for any and all draft picks you make or have room to make waiver moves also. Uh, I don't know if there's any websites which could be integrated with MFL to provide the caps or information right on the screen or if the commission does, – does MFL have on their player pages salaries? I feel like it's got a – like a link to salaries maybe, but I don't know if it's got the salaries right on there. Uh, yeah. Not that I know of. Um, I mean, I know it has a spot to play in a salary cap, you know, to include salary information. If you're playing in a salary cap league, Yeah, but typically 
of course, those, those don't are made align. up. Right. Those yeah. don't align with NFL salaries. Man. Yeah. I don't think there's any sites that connect with real NFL salaries. I think you're going to be on your own keeping track. Like you could probably, gosh. Yeah. Are you good at coding, um, <laughs> Dominic? Because I'm guessing you could either find a, a, a data feed or, or an API or a, uh, that would probably cost money or maybe just scrape Spotrack data or something or, or paste it into an Excel or do some imports into MFL. Um, honestly, what you I don't see what you're describing being automated in any sort of way, unless you're the one putting in the time to make that happen. Um, I think it would be a lot of tracking. I think it's an interesting idea. I think it's pretty heavy on the commission work though, but it's yeah. an interesting idea. That it would it would really keep a league on its toes, and I can see every time a player is signed to a new contract, just being like, like son of a, you know, like just upset owners every single time. Like there's not there's not like a resigning that an, a a player that a person would be like, unless it's I guess a restructure, you know, where where a team in the league would be happy about a resigning because it feels like any resigning would be you know to the detriment of the fantasy team involved. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it it would also, I mean, it's going to hit everybody at some point, right? I mean, if you have good players on your team, they're going to get new, new big contracts. Uh, Yep. So everybody's kind of dealing with, with the same situation. Yep. That's yeah. That's uh, (laughs) definitely interesting. Um, Ryan, you want to take the next one? Sure. This is from Brian from Cave Springs, Arkansas. Brian says, every year I send my league settings to MFL in hopes that my league can transition to online hosting. Every year they say it's not possible. <laughs> hey, been there. Been there, yep. Brian. Yep, we've uh, all been there. <laughs> I think Scott, I know Scott and myself and our buddy Dan Myler and John Bosch, we all have ideas that we would like to try and it just doesn't work. So. Yep. That, that can kind of be frustrating. But uh, here's his league idea. Dynasty, 12 teams, 15-man rosters. You start six from any position you want. You could, in theory, start six quarterbacks with zero of everything else. Uh, in reality, most start one or two uh, of each position for a total of six starters. Um and he's got a very unique scoring system. Games will be scored with the following point system. The most passing yards get seven points. Same thing for rushing and receiving uh, and for kick for points uh, kicking or points scored from a kicker, I should say. Um, and then other bonuses like longest field goals, rushing touchdowns, rushing receptions. Um, lots of lots of very interesting. So, yeah, it's, it's very much a, like it's very much a roto fantasy football league. Yeah, definitely. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, he said, "I don't even know how to classify our league." It is oh, sort of they, the yeah, we're, we're all on the same page here. I, uh, I love how we read these as like <laughs> our first reads are on air, so people. <laughs> it's, we're we're very authentic here. We're not not hiding anything. Uh, he said, "We've been doing this first with Excel, now with Google Sheets for twenty five years." I know of two other leagues based off this league. All owners love the league due to the strategy of having to look at matchups, see where your mm-hmm. strengths are. Yeah, you almost have to punt certain spots. That would be yeah, good. Yeah, you would. That would be yeah. fun. Um, 
attaching a game sheet to see what the scores look like. Yeah, we're we're not much help with this, unfortunately, because it's yeah, we can't get MFL to do this for you. It's a cool <laughs> idea. It's we're mentioning it so that people listening could think and maybe they want to email us if they want uh they want some uh, information on your league but just uh the idea that you can uh play fantasy football in a roto sense kind of like you do with baseball or another or basketball or whatever you 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 do your roto leagues with um yeah, people out there do it it's it's a thing it's it's far less common you don't hear about it much but i very much uh i very much like that you have been doing this for 25 years and that there's been uh two uh spin-off leagues that's pretty cool yeah yeah so uh do, 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 wow this next one is so long why is it so long <laughs> um all right i w- yeah let's let's do it what the heck um it's really long let's do let's save that one let's do let's do the let's do i'll do the next one and then we'll get out of here this one is from bill schiebler um from pittsburgh pennsylvania hi scott ryan i'm in the process of developing a dynasty league and want to include a fab twist the idea would be that owners can opt to use Fab to swap out any one player within positional requirements on any given week. It can be done in as many weeks as the owner would like, as long as the Fab is there. Each week, the cost of making this move would increase. So just for the listeners, he's talking about if you want to swap a guy a guy in your lineup in week one gets a, like a zero or a one, and you want to swap him for someone that blew up on your bench, it's going to cost you, say, five Fab. And then week two, if that happens going to cost you 10 fab week three it's going to cost you 15 fab whatever um just just to give a real example of what he's talking about here um and using this option in the playoffs would you have an even higher cost than the regular season scott i know you like to use high scores move on basically what he's talking about is i like all four teams competing and the top two scores advance instead of head-to-head for playoffs but i'm fine with whatever the plan is for it to be win and advance, but do you think this idea would work better in high scores move on playoff format? Not necessarily. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't see, I'd have to think about it more. This is first read, but it's, uh, I don't see a, a real advantage or disadvantage to either format with, with this, uh, this swap. I think in a high scores move on scenario, <laughs> I don't know why I'm now calling it that apparently Um, you'd probably be less likely to use the swap because if you're in first or second of those four, like in a, in a head to head, I think that, I don't know. I feel like in a head to head, there's a bigger chance that you'd have to use the swap, but maybe not. I don't know. I don't see a big advantage or disadvantage to either way. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Nope. The idea isn't fully fleshed out, so I'd like to know what you think of the idea. Have you seen this done before? I have not. Any tips or suggestions? Biggest issue is figuring out how much fab uh, should be and how much it should increase each week versus and how much in the playoffs. Um, yeah, I I don't even know where to start. I, I've never heard of this. I've never seen this. Um, this is completely new to me. I like the idea of it. I think it's a really unique, interesting twist. Um, uh, thanks, guys. I can't wait to hear your, your responses. Stay safe. Uh, thanks, Bill. Yeah, uh, Ryan, what do you think? I People have long wanted the player swap thing. 
Uh, this is adding a fab twist to that player swap thing. I like it. Um, I like that you don't get to – I mean, there, there needs to be something you're giving up. Uh, I would make it costly. You don't want you don't want owners to be able to do this every week. You know, this should be a uh, in-case-of-emergency type of option. Um, and if I'm in that league, I'm certainly trying to trade for as much fab as I can get so I can – I can take advantage of that rule. Yep. Yeah. I, I like, I like it. I like it as an idea. I don't know that. uh, Yeah. It also feels like it's a decent amount of commission work, making sure. Yeah. Like, cause as the commission, you'd probably have to make the swap. You'd have to make the fab adjustments. I have to imagine that every team is going to do this multiple times. I, it depends on, you know, how much fab is used for your roster size, you know, uh, stuff like that. But I can see people not value, valuing fab nearly as much as a W, you know. So yeah. um, I, I can see it used at least one to three times by each team. So it feel, does feel like it'd be a decent amount of commission work. But, you know, it's it's a fun, unique, interesting wrinkle to, to a league. Um, I, I like it. I really do like it. I don't know what to tell you for where to start with fab. I mean, that depends on your how valuable fab is in your league. If you have deep rosters, maybe it needs to be higher fab. If it, if you have shallow rosters, maybe shallower fab. Um, yeah, I don't know where I don't know where to tell you to start on that without any more details. How about you, Ryan? Probably. Well, again, I ne- I think it needs to be expensive. So yeah. you can think about it from a percentage standpoint. Um, Honestly, I would do like 10% the first time. It takes 10% of your money uh, and, and could probably double it from there. So now you're maxing out at, um, at what, two or three times you can do it in, in a year if it takes 20% the next time, 40% the next time, and and then you're, you can't double from there. So maybe you can only do it three times, uh, or, or you can make it a flat amount because – doubling it or increasing is going to add even more commission work. Now you have to keep up with how many times each team has used the option. So if you do make it a flat amount, but you limit the number of times it can be used. So maybe it's 10% each time and you can only do it three times, something like that. Yeah. I like that too. I like, I like potential limits. It just adds another trigger of strategy to do I use one of my three swaps right now or do I use it later? I really like that idea a lot. That's, that's, that's why we have Ryan McDowell on this show. Right. <laughs> it's, it's for ideas. Like, <laughs> so matter of fact, that's right. <laughs> I like it. Okay, Ryan, this really long one is our last email. And then we're caught up. Of the show? Then we're caught up. I mean, outside of the week 17 emails we got, this 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 long email is our last one we have. So should we just do it? Have a slightly longer show? Yep, let's do it. All right. Hey, Scott and Ryan. Like so many others, I have been binge listening to all old episodes started most recent, working my way back to the beginning. Interesting. Backwards order. That's, that's very interesting. 
I have a few new league ideas I want to get your thoughts on. These are leagues I've done before, but only in redraft, playoff, or contest format. I was thinking about giving them a try in Dynasty. It's always tricky when you try to – not always, but sometimes it's tricky making that that jump uh, in, in a format. Uh, a few bullet points. Okay. I apologize for how long the email is probably going to be. Well, it is long. I definitely see that, but that is absolutely fine. Uh, as I scroll down, Jarrett in Madison, Wisconsin – uh, league idea one, one from all roster in one, you have to roster one player from each NFL team. Startup is blind bid auction trades in season commission approval to not violate, uh, one player on each team rule. That makes sense. If <laughs> it's, it's already some commission work to make sure that each team, you know, has one player from each of the 32 teams. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, you'd almost like, if a person is trading, they almost have to trade, like yeah, a ram team for, for team. a ram. Yeah, yeah, a ram for a ram. Like there, there's really no other way to do it if unless it's a three way trade. But a one to a one team to one team trade, you'd you'd have to trade, <laughs> yeah, a ram for a ram. Well, that I mean, I think that brings up you know, anytime you come up with these unique league ideas. Um, a couple things you have to ask yourself. One, what's the point? Like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Because it's, it's easy. Well, I shouldn't say it's easy. There are a lot of ideas that I've seen that I just question, why would you do that? Yeah. Um, I've had my own ideas. Oh, that I've, ab- <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I think um, about it for a day. Then I'm like, why? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. um, I like this. This does not fall into that category. I like this idea because it does add some strategy. But the second thing you have to ask yourself is how does this limit whatever the idea is? How does it limit activities? Right. How does it limit owners? How does it limit activity? And that's, that's one way. So you have to know there's probably not going to be as many trades in this league. Yeah. Even if I want to trade, um, a second round pick for Dante Pettis. Let's just say Dante yeah. Pettis. First name that popped into my head, Scott. I was going to uh, say, who are you going to trade Kittle for? You have Kittle on your roster. Are you, you going to trade him for Raheem Mostert? Are you going to let you know what I mean? Like, well, the uh, uh, one thing I like about it though is that it would give more value to, um, let's say, a guy like Le'Veon Bell, right? Okay. Um, yeah. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, sure. Yeah, right. He's pretty easily the best player on the Jets. If you don't have Darnold or Bell, now I have to imagine the majority of trades in this league are two for two. Like it's Le'Veon Bell for a crappy Jet, and then like you have a crappy Cardinal for a good Cardinal. Like I have to imagine a lot of two for two trading in this. Right, right. Yeah, Um, but even even uh, Le'Veon Bell for a draft pick would be tough because, well, I don't guess it would always be tough. Now, now I just drop my jet or I throw my jet in. Yeah, I think I think that's how you play it. Is you do your rookie auction. He says there's an off season rookie auction and free agent auction. I think what you do is make your roster unlimited for those, and you do it. And then afterwards, you have to cut down to your thirty two team player, your thirty two right. so, players. So I would not typically, or, or in very few cases, would I recommend like an eight team league or a 10 team league. This would be one of them though, 
Because yeah, so that there's about, waiver wire players of caliber. Well, 32. that and if you think a normal twelve team league, thirty two is getting there. I mean, there's not very many. How many teams very, have twelve fantasy players? Right, not that, very that many. Are valuable, yeah, not very many. Hardly any, actually. Yeah, uh, the Jets certainly don't, and and some of these <laughs> other teams. Do the Jets uh, have five? I mean, they don't. They yeah. don't. So now you're go- Every team is going to be rostering players that are yeah. that are literally roster cloggers. Yeah, this is this is really a six or eight team league thing. It yeah. really, it re- like that's the best way to do a league like this. Is probably six or eight teams. Um, but I like it. I'm with you. He says trades and waivers basically have to be manual to make sure that people abide by the – you know, I honestly don't know that the waivers need to be manual. I mean, you can look at the the waiver run and be like, okay, he dropped a jet, he picked up a jet. He, you know, because that's what I do with people dropping their fake Devi copy and pick up the real one. I don't do it manually myself. I make my league do it and I watch the transaction log to make sure they did it, that there's no hanky panky. I think you could probably run waivers normally in this. And if you see something that violates, you can reverse it. But, um, okay. My thoughts. Oh, he gives a bunch of thoughts on, uh, oh, he says he, you could do multiple copies to, to make the league size bigger. Oh, so. Yeah. That, that would, you know, we say it's a six to eight team thing. It could be 12 teams, but just do two copies of everyone. That's, um, that's an easy one. We that would come help. up with that. That, that, <laughs> that would help. That would help trading too. Again, we're, we're reading these as we go. Yep. Um, this is my annual playoff formula format that he does, usually six or seven teams. Yeah, there's a, a lot of sense in the playoffs. Th- yeah, that's actually a common playoff uh, format is one player from each team. Yeah, this, so I see where he. I I see the origin of it now. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I. I it's interesting, man. Uh, I I like it. I like it. Uh, let's go down to league idea number two. He has more, you know, reasoning and thoughts here. But we've we've kind of talked about talked through some of them without reading his. So let's go on to league idea number two. Hate the game, not the player, is what he calls it. Two divisions, one is winners, the other is losers, set a lineup with catch. Winners division only gets the points from the players from the player if the NFL team wins the game. Losers division only get the points from the player if the NFL team loses the game. Now I have seen the winners division version of this talked about several times over the last couple of years. I've never seen yeah. an actual league do it, but I've seen I've seen the conversation of um if your t- if your team wins, you get the players' fantasy points. If they lose, you get zero. From like if DeAndre Hopkins is on the Cardinals and the Cardinals lose, you get none of DeAndre Hopkins' points. If they win, you get all of his points. I've I've heard of that, but this is interesting. Adding the lure, losers, and I also think it'd be a lot of work. What do you think, Ryan? Before I look at his thoughts and questions, a lot of work from the commission standpoint. Um, I think it. I, I like that it kind of sorts teams and players into two groups, right? I mean, the whoever the bad teams are that year, the Bengals or the, I don't know, the Lions or the Raiders, whoever, whoever the bad teams are. Yeah. Right. Like if I'm, I think it I'm creates activity. teams in the losers division, will try to trade for players from the bad teams. 
Um, and it also brings in interesting week-to-week strategy where if you have a player that's normally good on a team that's middle of the road, but think that, but they play the Chiefs, you're like, you, you know, you bench him because you're yeah. in the winner's division. It made um, me think of a little bit of the, the Boys to Men League. Do you remember that one, Scott? Yeah, I yeah. do. I do. So Boys to Men was a league I ran um, years ago. It's been a long time. Uh, the premise of the league was – uh, half of the league could only roster older players, like air quotes, older players, and the other half could only roster younger players. And each position had an age cutoff. Um, this would not be that strict in that you uh, have to roster players from certain teams. But it, it's pretty obvious. The Chiefs are going to win most of their games. The Bengals yeah. are going to lose most of their games. Lots of players in the middle that, that the two sides would share. Uh, I, I like that part. I don't like the commission work and, and he acknowledges yeah. that. It's a lot of work for the commissioner. Yeah. Um, I think he mentions, would you switch divisions in this? I don't think I would because it's a dynasty league and I feel like these these people are probably building their roster specific to the division they're in, you know, like to randomly, I mean, unless you give leeway and be like in year three, you're going to switch that way. The people are be like, I want, but then you're really screwing over their year three, you know, cause they're trying to make a transition. I don't think you can switch divisions in this, in a dynasty setup because they're, they're setting their team up and consistently making moves to acquire team players on losing teams yeah. or winning teams, depending I mean, on their. You also division. have to have you also have to have deep benches in this type of league. Um, going yeah. back to your example, if you have the if you have a a, a player on a a pretty good team, um, but he's got that tough matchup in in this specific week, you want to bench him. You've got to have plenty of options. Yeah. On your bench. Yep. Uh, I definitely, I think, yeah, they got to start out and stay in the same division. I think, yeah, it's, it's pretty interesting. I really like that idea. Again, way too much commission work for me to ever try it, but I love the idea. I love, I love, I love, I love, it's interesting. It's very cool. Uh, A lot, a lot of strategy that that brings out. Um, League three idea, NFL simulation, uh, more my brother's dream league, 32 team league, two copies of each player thought about one player pool, but that would cause too many issues. IDP 53 man roster. So we've, we have seen this before the, the people try their absolute best to uh, get it as close to the NFL as they can with kickers and punters. He mentions those here, uh, but I, we have seen salary cap contracts. We have seen this before. Offensive lineman is always where it gets a little tricky, obviously. Um, but I suppose you could just make those five flexes and not have offensive linemen uh, or just not have the flexes, not have the offensive linemen starting, whatever. Um, my main question is this. How much can you try and make it like the NFL with knowing it will not be exactly because this is fantasy football? Yeah, that's always been my that's yeah. always been my hesitation on leagues like this. And I get the idea of wanting to mimic the NFL, but 
I don't think fantasy football is ever going to mimic the NFL. And and he's already talking about it here with, uh, with multiple copies of players. So to me, it's always been like, if, if you can't, if you can't fully follow the, the lead of the NFL and, and I don't think you can, then, right. you, you know, why try, I guess. I yeah. Mean, doing a 32 team league is a fun challenge. Um, incorporating some of these other positions is a fun challenge, but to do it from the standpoint of we're going to do exactly what the NFL does. I don't, it's going to be, yeah. 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 Uh, pretty much same same thoughts. So that was from Jared from Madison, Wisconsin. No problem about the length. We got it in there. He, play, he says he plays in some safe leagues. That's awesome. I'll have to – I'm not sure what Jared this is. I know we have some Jareds, but uh, maybe I'll check the email and uh, try to remember who it – I don't copy down all the info. I just have the uh, Jared in Madison, Wisconsin in there. So I think I know Jared. Okay, okay. Um, I have two more things to mention. Uh, before we get out of here in this extra long episode of Commission Impossible, um, John Matthew Upton on Twitter had a conversation with him about possibly, you know, there might be a way to script um, find and replaces with an MFL API. Like if someone puts in the comment, like drafts a replacement player for a Dabby player and puts in the comment, like this is for, Jonathan Taylor or whatever. Like, no, let's go Chuba Howard. Okay, Hubbard, sorry. That's the second time I've done that in the last two weeks. <laughs> Chuba, Howard, Chuba Hubbard. Uh, let's say they put them in the comment. You could write an API that scans those comments and after the NFL draft could potentially flip the the player for you so you don't have to do that for all your Debbie leagues. You don't even have to create Debbie players. Um, I thought that was kind of interesting, but – that doesn't solve the problem of having Debbie players on your roster before the NFL draft. Right. So you still have to create them for that. So, but I thought it was an interesting idea. Um, thanks for the conversation on that, John. I know he's a listener. I thought I had mentioned um, it was an interesting conversation. Uh, there's uh, there's some things we could possibly do with that. I'm for my company. I'm, I'm trying to think about it, but uh, the second thing I want to touch on before we get out of here. The supplemental draft thing, Ryan, should we touch on that right before we get out of here? People can hear our thoughts. Probably should have been at the top. Maybe I'll edit it so it's at the top. Yeah, if, if you want to ruin my day, we can talk about it. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> Ryan and I on Dynasty Blueprint talked about this a few weeks ago. Ryan brought it up. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not taking credit for bringing it up. Ryan brought it up, and we discussed it on uh, Dynasty Blueprint that – it's possible uh, players hit the supplemental draft. Um, I feel like we broke this, Ryan, because no one else in the industry was talking about this. <laughs> yeah, that, that Blueprint episode was, uh, what, almost two weeks ago now, I think? I think uh, it was three. Yeah, yeah two, two or three, yeah. Yeah, we, um, we talked about it. I had talked about it. By the time people it. listen to this, it'll be three or four. <laughs> that, that's right. Uh, yeah. I had talked about it with Scott Connor, who is a fellow DF, DLF writer of ours. Um, I, I can't even remember. I think it might have it might have been Scott that kind of first put it in my mind. We talked about it on Blueprint, yeah. and then nope, I, I didn't see much mention of it. Uh, I brought it up again on a um, live Another. stream. Yeah, on a live stream yeah. with 
with the Action Network with Rich Rebar and Matthew Friedman and those guys. And um, it it was clearly something that they had not thought about yet. And and I don't say that in a bad way, but it was just uh, they were surprised to even think about this. And, you know, the supplemental draft is not something, honestly, it's just not something we usually care about. Right. Right. I mean, it's been Josh Gordon and really, unless you want to date back to the, the mid eighties when we're talking about Bernie Kosar and Steve Walsh and and some of these guys like that, it just, it has almost never mattered in in kind of the internet fantasy football era. Yeah. Um, So because of that, honestly, there's just a lot of uncertainty or confusion even about the rules. And, and basically the rules right now are you can only, uh, you can only enter the um, supplemental draft if you're ineligible, if your college status has changed, if you're ineligible to play college football. So a lot of times we'll see players who get in some off field trouble uh, as Josh Gordon did players who become academically ineligible to play. Those are the players that we see entering the, um, the supplemental draft. So it's, it, they, they're usually coming with some type of baggage. So, so really we just don't know. We just don't know if, yeah. if the, and, and on, and there's so many ifs that uh, I don't think this is going to be something commissioners have to worry about. I just don't think it's going to play out this way. Nope. Basically the NCAA would have to decide to cancel the entire college season. That would by, be early yep. by early July. By early July. So basically within the next two months and a little bit of change. Right. So that would have to be the first step. The NCAA would also have to then, and, and the NFL together, I guess, would have to determine that that now makes every junior and senior draft eligible and and, and eligible, and, to, eligible and, to declare for the uh, – for the supplemental draft. Yep. And I mean, nothing, nothing comes quick and easy when the, with the NCAA. So it's not like that's going to be a, a, a one day process. And, and do you think the NCAA wants their stars leaving? <laughs> yeah, certainly, certainly not. Um, and, and the NCAA has, has already made some decisions uh, uh, around the virus that were not player friendly, meaning, Spring athletes don't get a year of eligibility back, um, even though they, you know, baseball didn't even play, uh, track didn't even didn't even go. Some of the spring sports did not uh, take place at all, and those players are just out a year. They they don't get a year of eligibility left, at least is my understanding. So already not player friendly with the or student friendly with the NCAA. Um, but if, if those things both happen, now we have to see, okay, does Chuba Hubbard come? Does Travis Etienne come? Does Najee Harris? Does Tylen Wallace? Uh, yeah. yeah. Do these guys that, that we care about, and I mean, if, if they open the floodgates like that, it could really get crazy because now we're talking about, does Trevor Lawrence come? Uh, and, and then it, it gets really messy at that point. Yeah, if I think we need to go to the top where we say this is all extremely, extremely, extremely unlikely. <laughs> yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. So, 
I know your mentions have been crazy the past Unreal. couple days. Mine have Unreal. as well. And it's, you know, what do we do if this happens? And we don't really, one, we don't really have an answer because this is all uncharted territory for the NFL, for the NCAA, and, and as a result for, for fantasy leagues. But there's going to be a lot of options. Maybe you mm-hmm. hold another rookie draft. Maybe you just throw those players in waivers. Maybe you hold some type of special auction using next year's draft picks, which is essentially what the supplemental draft is anyway. There's going to be a lot of options. Don't go yeah. crazy. Don't delay your rookie drafts. If your rookie drafts are scheduled for next week or for this week, if you're listening now, have your rookie drafts. Yeah. Like don't delay your rookie drafts until July. I think that's crazy. I mean, if you're if you're super super worried about it, that's probably the best option. But both Ryan and I don't recommend that. I it honestly for me, let's say those four or five players come out right. For me, it's I, and I've tweeted this. It's no different for me than when you know Romo got injured, decided to retire, and Dak Prescott took over, and then there was crazy waivers at him, or Luck retires and and Brissett becomes a starting quarterback, or Gronk you know, unretires and, and there's a, there's a move on him this week or, you know, or last week as you're listening. Yeah, we, um, we saw it. Exactly. We saw it play out, Scott. In the or Philip Lindsay coming out of nowhere in preseason. Like yeah, it, it's, stuff it's happens. sure it's four or five of these guys, but it's no different than those. I wouldn't overhaul a league just because of that in safe leagues. I can tell you, we are having our rookie drafts on May 4th. Um, <laughs> and if Travis Etienne, um, or, you know, Chuba Hubbard <laughs> uh, are mystically in the in J- the July supplemental draft. I hope you saved your waiver money for that waiver run because that's that's what's happening in, happening in safe leagues is that it's just going to be one of those things, just like Josh Gordon, that people went out and grabbed him on waivers with $100 bids. Um, it's, it's just going to be a quirky year that way. I, I wouldn't... I wouldn't push back a rookie draft and overhaul your league over something that is a fraction of a percent chance. <laughs> that may be that may, that might be harsh. It might be more. It might be like a seven percent chance. I don't know, but it's really unlikely. Yeah, yeah. I just and that doesn't mean. I mean, we talk about. I started to say we talk about crazier scenarios on here. We probably don't actually, but we yeah. talk about some pretty wild, very minute, league specific stuff on here right and and still even knowing all that i would still say just don't worry about this it's probably not going to happen i mean my guess would be even if the timing worked out and the ncaa canceled uh but the nfl was going to still play and the nfl was still going to have a supplemental draft my guess is the they don't let these guys in anyway yeah that's very possible that would be my guess they probably don't let them uh declare yeah, I could very easily see that. Um, and the NCAA has already talked about if they can't have a full season, they've they've been hard at work looking into shortened season uh, stuff. So, and and really, the only way that this could be allowed is from from the reading of it I get is that the 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 college season has to be canceled and not shortened. It is right. about the only way that this could happen. So. I guess my frustration is it started out with us talking about it as kind of a fun, ooh, that would be cool. That would add something. Yeah. 
And then it blew up into. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a thing. How do we fix it? Panic and right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so okay. it's we probably should okay. have. We probably should have done a better. No, I'm not going to blame us. We we were having fun with an interesting. Oh my gosh, this could possibly, maybe, possibly happen thing, and, and then it went out of got out of proportion. <laughs> oh, that, and that's all we're going to speak on. I think we're done. Unless un, unless the day happens that this this becomes a thing, I don't think you'll hear us talk about this on Commission Impossible. Maybe not on Twitter anymore. I think we're done, Ryan. I, I'm done with it. <laughs> so done with it. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that has been an extra long special episode of Commission Impossible. As we are, we're basically completely caught up on emails except for that Week 17 ideas stuff. So, and, and honestly, we could probably save that for, you know, when that actually happens. (laughs) No, we will, we'll probably touch on it at some point, but thank you for listening to this, uh, this episode. I'm Scott fish 24 on Twitter. Ryan is Ryan MC 23 on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.